Hi, I'm Clemmie Telford and it's time to get open and get honest. Each week, I interview a guest about a topic that we, as a society, often shy away from. From sex lives to salaries, life and death, religion and real bodies, no subject is off the table. Welcome to Honestly, the podcast. I've been pretty open about my bumpy journey to self-acceptance and I'm always on the lookout for brands who are championing inclusivity and empowering women to help them feel their best selves. In this episode with the wonderful Callie Thorpe, she tells me how inclusive supermarket clothing is, which led me to the partners for this podcast, FNF Clothing at Tesco's. Callie was right, I was so impressed that their range goes from a size 6 to a size 22. FNF Clothing are doing their best to make everybody, whatever their body shape, feel fab in their own skin and their clothes. Hi and welcome to Honestly Podcast. I'm Clemmie Telford and I'm here to do one of my favourite things. No, not lying beside a pool with a pina colada, having a proper frank open chat about tricky, sticky and often not spoken about subjects. Today we're talking to a plus size model who has graced the pages of Vogue, Elle and Glamour. She is Welsh, a fan of interiors, food and travel. Her social channels ooze sunshine and happiness. She is Callie Thorpe. Hello, Kelly. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. The sun is shining, I am very happy. And we've just discovered we're both Pisces and whether you're into astrology or not, it means that both of us feel all the feelings all of the time. Literally all the time. <laughs> so emotional. I mean, what is your partner? He is, I think he's an Aries. So is mine. No way. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah, um, which means they're kind of quite driven and... He does feel the feelings, but he doesn't want to hang around talking about them as much as I do. Yeah, no, he's not a big talker, Dan, I must admit. But yeah, like he's I'm a doer. All, yeah, doers. I'm like mega emotional all the time and he's just like, I just make every situation 50 times worse than it is. I'm like... It's really tedious, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but what we've decided in our relationship, I'm the thinker and he's the doer. And once you know that, that, that works quite I well. I like that. So I basically I just give him a list and he yeah, works as well. Yeah, Dan's a DIY man. I literally, call, I literally had a hammer made where I wrote <laughs> DIY Dan on it so he could just get on with doing the DIY. I love it. All oh, these boys. As the title of the podcast suggests, it's all about being honest. And to get us in the mood, we're going to start with some quick fire questions. Oh my God, okay. Are you ready? Oh, these things stress me out as well. Look, <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're go not, for it. They're not scary. Okay, cool. A great meal or great sex? Ooh, oh, 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 sh- can we have like them together? Great meal. That doesn't work though, does no. it? No one wants to have sex when you're full. No, no, that's true. Okay, oh, I th- oh God, I'm sorry, Dan, but great meal. Yes, Just love we it. all know that's the answer, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, fame or fortune? Fortune. Leave or remain? Remain. Reincarnation, probable or not a chance? Oh, probable. Social media, good or bad? Good. Have you ever committed a crime? I don't think so, no. Do you believe in God? I believe in spirituality or something bigger than me, but not God necessarily. This is from my own conversations with my husband. Have you ever peed in a swimming pool? Yes. Well, yeah, so have I, but most people have answered no. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> shadows. <laughs> um, when did you last cry? Uh, yesterday. What is your worst habit? Oh, I'm I'm quite untidy. Are you? Yeah, I'm quite untidy. Like I try and not be, but I hundred percent am. And when did you last weigh yourself? Oh, I've not weighed myself in years. Your death row meal? 
a roast dinner, carvery, all the meat. <laughs> you literally didn't let me finish that sentence, you know. <laughs> all the meat. Oh, that is controversial. All the meat. I know. No, yeah, like a like selection, all... like a buffet roast, like a carvery. But that's a bit like when you go to a buffet, really, you should, even though you've got all the choices, you should stick to a lot of one because sometimes you end up with like really weird combinations. Yeah, but that's why I think with like you just get gravy, Yorkshire's, roasted veg, and then the meat can be interchangeable, <laughs> but the gravy is always like. I mean, I feel like this isn't the first time you thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what is your best condiment? Oh, oh do you know what? I want to say ketchup because, or tomato sauce, as I would call it. But I also am a fan of sweet chilli. Are you? I like the spicy sweet chilli sauces. Yeah, you but the problem with something like that is you can end up putting it on absolutely everything. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I couldn't easily cane one of those bottles quite easily. But I do, I yeah, I feel like... Tomato ketchup kind of goes with everything, doesn't it? Pretty classic. It is. I mean, I know you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you could do one just about condiments. I literally could. (laughs) Callie's condiment. Oh, my God. Podcast name. Thank you. (laughs) Love it. It's niche, but it might take off. Um, Anyway, we are a little bit better acquainted now, and it's time to move on to the section I've called The Big Topic, and your big topic is body image. As you may or may not know, I'm on my own journey with feeling comfortable in my skin. I ceremoniously threw away the scales about a year ago, discovered intuitive eating and the anti-diet movement and body positivity. My Instagram account is now awash with women who inspire me, including you. Thank you. Tell me about your younger self and your feelings towards your body. Oh, um, yeah, that's a tough one because I felt terrible about myself when I was younger. So it's quite depressive. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I was actually quite a slim young child but I had asthma quite severe asthma after a holiday to Turkey I came back with quite severe asthma and I was put on steroids and I gained a lot of weight and I think overnight pretty much I went from being a normal average size child to being bigger and I never noticed it it was only when other people began to notice it that that kind of got pushed on to me and then from pretty much the age of 10 and above I was kind of encouraged to diet I don't think it was intentional I don't think my family like wanted to punish me or anything but they just wanted to like take care of my well-being yeah. and from that moment I always had like a really disruptive relationship with food um everything was good and bad everything had a calorie count I just felt very very aware that I was always the biggest um I was always concerned with how like my life would be if I kept getting bigger and I obviously had to deal with being bigger in school and that wasn't as easy as I would have liked um, so yeah, it wasn't good. I've mentioned it before on, on actually other podcasts, but I've actually said like if I ever have children, I really don't want them to ever have to go or ever feel like that. I would just never make weight or food a thing because yeah. I think when people start doing that, that's where the damaging relationship mm. begins and that's what brings on problems. Yeah. But I think there's this kind of mix up with care and like people are concerned about obesity and people are concerned about weight as, as part of being well and I think they are separate things yeah and when you're children that should not come into conversation and I do think that if I had a different experience growing up with how I looked at food maybe I wouldn't have a weight issue now no but yeah I mean it's it's definitely interesting and I know people have different opinions on it I once um had quite a strong debate on my Instagram because I shared that somebody had on my Facebook could receive a letter home um, where they had to like weigh their child at school. Yeah, I've had that with my yeah. eldest child. And I was quite like, this is just, I just don't think it's right. Like I remember being weighed at school. I remember how that yeah. made me feel. I remember that they don't always show the kids their weight, but I just feel like the whole 
that whole experience is just awful. Mm. Like having to get someone up to cause that child so much anxiety at the thought that people are looking at them or knowing that they they are obviously bigger or whatever. It just it's just horrid, and I just really think it's not helpful. No, um, I agree. Um, interesting, it happened with my eldest child, who as it happens. For all intents and purposes, a very it's a very average size, but he's called out at being overweight. And actually, I have friends who've got really slim children, and equally for them to be put in a in a category, yeah. you know, you are this on this percentile is does not take into account their diet, how much they move, what they're no. you know. No. If you look at me and my husband, we're both more athletic builds, and I say athletic. Solid and hungry, Solid. greedy, <laughs> whatever you want to say. But we are, and of course, our children are. But it's really interesting. I obviously have Greta, who's 13 months old, and it's been a massive trigger for me because, as I say, all my children are quite chunky. And when they were talking about my boys, mm. I didn't care. But with her, as soon as people started talking about, look at her rolls, look at her oh. thighs, it's very, very triggering. It is. And I just like, I don't I want anyone it. ever talking about your body. And I know actually you're talking about it in a positive way because she looks gorgeous. Yeah. But I don't want uh, to even have people... Yes. It's funny because it's so interesting that you say that because when kids are younger and they've got these gorgeous little roles, it's so like, oh, it's amazing. But then as soon as they're a bit older, it's like disgusting. What day do they wake up and it's not cute? Yeah, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden it's a problem and it's an issue and people's parenting skills come into question, which I think is terrible because my opinion is so long as your child is loved and cared for and you know respected and understood and felt like they listened to that to me is a healthy child yeah there is obviously importance in making sure that your children eat nutritious food but I do find this whole conversation about childhood obesity is so triggering to me in particular because of the way that I had to experience that firsthand and it's just it is horrible and I do worry about that but might potentially if I ever have children myself about what if I put that on my kid what if like my experience becomes theirs like it's so so scary yeah you don't want that to the the cycle to continue and also again around the issue with food because I see that again particularly with boys they their appetites are celebrated people love it when they see kids putting away all this food and then when does that shift when is it suddenly disgusting that he's yeah, eaten it's so interesting it's just the way and it's it's definitely like perceptions of of an understanding of that like i think what it does stem down to is deep fat phobia and i yeah. i never really knew what fat phobia meant until i was obviously this age and like i'm talking like six seven years ago i hated myself immensely and I hated being fat and I actually judged myself and other people who were and I was adamant that I would you know I didn't want to be fat and that everyone who was fat like me was as sad and miserable as me and then you kind of become more aware that that's such a terrible way to look at things but unfortunately a lot of people have that viewpoint being fat or being overweight is is like the worst thing a person can be which is so so saddening to me unfortunately I think we've got a long way to go in society I definitely think fat phobia is one of the last acceptable prejudices and it's so people don't even realize they have it no I saw again doing research that your blog actually started as a diet diary which when I read that it literally ripped my heart yeah and I and I know I've got apps on my phone diaries with like food diaries weight diaries I know Mm. what I weighed at all these different moments in my life and it's, it's depressing isn't it and the big epiphany for me recently on my own journey is when I was at my lowest ever weight was actually one of my most unhappy times in my life yeah and it took me a long time to go oh 
actually, there isn't this thing that life is going to be great when you no. weigh this amount of... Well, that's it. I think, like, well, my, di- my diet diary is so funny because I always, like, make this same continuous joke every time I tell this story. But I thought I was, like, the coolest thing because I started my diet diary and it was called Slimming in the City. And I thought I was... <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name. <laughs> and I thought I was Carrie Bradshaw, but, like, 200 pounds heavier. And um, I, like, was adamant that this was going to change my life yeah. and that, you know, going on a diet, I was going to be, like you know, I was really going to become the person I wanted to be. And I used the pages of my blog to basically just talk about how much I hated myself, really. Like, you know, here's a picture of me. Like, I, f- I remember the specific picture I put up for the very first post that I did, and it was a picture of me on my birthday. And I was in T-Shirt Fridays and I had a black top on and all my friends were around me. And I had, like, honed in on this picture and was talking about how disgusting I looked and how, <sighs> how I never was really happy and you could see the sadness in my eyes. And now I look at the picture and I'm just like I'm just smiling with all my friends and like to look at that picture and think about the weight and not about the fact that I had friends around me I had a birthday yeah I was with friends and I was enjoying a meal that I could actually afford to buy with people around me yeah and you look at that and you kind of think that was kind of I was honestly in that mind space of being this weight being overweight was what was hindering me from having a full and happy life I felt like I was never going to be successful um it was really weird because I actually had a boyfriend at the time but even then I never felt like I was deserving of it or worthy I always kind of made a joke like I would always say oh Dan's a chubby chaser and things like that and like really kind of doing him a disservice as well isn't it yeah and just like nasty things like that and like always and like it took me six months to take my clothes off in front of Dan I, I I like remember like literally just being like I can't I cannot but it's put mad the lights because on because he wasn't expecting you to take your clothes off and be a size six. No, he? and that's the thing. Like <laughs> he like... knows I'm fat. Like he can see. And like the first time like, I actually took my clothes off in front of him, he was just like, "You're just so amazing." And oh. I was like, "Oh!" But... And even that was so hard. Like I wasn't. A- I've never. But you probably looked... weren't able to hear it. I even. wasn't able to hear it. I thought he was just saying it for like the sake of saying it. And I think that really robbed me of like the kind of early stages of intimacy that you have in a relationship. Yeah. He was my first proper boyfriend and I just like yeah I always just felt like maybe he was just going out with me for just for a lol or do you know what I mean like I never really and I never really believed I would meet someone that would really care about me and like there would be longevity in it which is really sad I just and again it all ties into this obsession with weight and your body and you know not being good enough at a certain weight and like like you said knowing every single stage of your life what how much you weighed yeah madness and it's really sad Speaking of body image, feeling good in your own skin isn't just for us women. Men, you can definitely feel good next time you don a pair of FNF clothing swim shorts. They have a range made from 100% recycled plastic bottles and so far have saved a whopping 2 million bottles from polluting the world's oceans. Although it obviously breaks both our hearts that your your blog started out as that diet diary, in actual fact, it worked, right? Because it took you on a journey, maybe not it the did. one you thought you were going to go on. <laughs> yeah, it did. And um, what was the catalyst for change? When did things begin to shift? So, basically, I was doing a diet, like a swimming club, and I was losing quite a lot of weight weekly. And then I got quite addicted to laxative pills, but I like laxative tea, actually, not pills. It was mostly this Chinese tea that I got hold of. And I was going to the ways and I was losing a lot of weight and I got quite obsessed with the whole thing, like counting, needing to have a tea like in the morning after each meal. Was it making, was it like a stimulant? Were you feeling? I was feeling ill because I would literally have these severe cramps. Like this is not like I'm not talking about like the skinny tea that you can yeah. buy just from Holland Har- the Barrett. I'm yeah. talking about like a Chinese pharmacy tea. It got to the point where I was 
so bad that I I th- I was ill for a whole week. Didn't realise I was actually that ill because I thought it was just because I was drinking these teas and I actually had appendicitis. And I but you hadn't sought I help. Hadn't, I hadn't sought help because and I was literally in work for f- like four days. And then I went to the doctor's opposite my work and he was like, "I need to send you to the hospital at the bottom of the road because I think there's something that you need to get checked out." He didn't tell me what it was at the time. Dan came to meet me picked me up at the hospital I was so ill I passed out in the lobby of the um, hospital got rushed in I got rushed into surgery and they said to me you've got um, appendicitis and I my first thought when it was happening was this is the tea like this is the tea and I kept asking the doctor said to me um you know I can't tell if this is tea like this is appendicitis but he did say that the constant flushing of fecal matter can cause infections in other areas and organs so I always think to myself wow did I actually do that to myself um and second of all I remember specifically feeling after that happened like looking in the mirror and thinking that I was really happy that I'd lost so much weight and that I was kind Mm. of grateful that I was in surgery and I just thought that is so effing messed up then I had a holiday book to Barbados with my boyfriend Dan um I remember having a notepad and then the front notepad of it it said um must lose weight and not look like a massive fatty on the beach in Barbados that was the front page of this like notepad that I was doing a food diary for but whilst I was searching for um I need to find swimwear because I didn't have any swimwear I had never wore a bikini before in my life I'd always wore tankinis or really dire granny (laughs) outfits um and so I was like looking for a new suit to wear and I searched like plus size swimwear and I accidentally came upon a blog in America called um gabbyfresh.com um it was this girl in America who used to be an MTV presenter she was one of the very early fashion bloggers before like before fashion blogging was a thing Mm. um and she was plus size at the time she was size like UK 20 which was the same size as me and I remember looking at her blog and I spent about three hours on it. Just, just like, like I've wow. never seen anyone like she was sharing herself at these events. She was wearing the most fashionable clothes. Like she was showing different outfits, the way she was styling it. She was doing these amazing professional shoots and she genuinely looked happy. And she was talking about body positivity and talking about like loving yourself at all stages in your life. And I just was like, I just couldn't believe it. And it was so weird because I'd never seen or had that representation before in my life. So I'd never known that it could exist. And it really, really made me think like, what am I doing? Yeah. This diet diary is not, you know, I'm losing weight, but every time I would gain a bit of weight, I would be back on being yeah. so hard on myself and I'd be punishing myself. And I was not eat, like drinking laxative teas and not going out for dinner with, with my boyfriend and not doing things and mm. just being miserable. And then I just thought, what if I, what if I can do this? What if I can still want to be healthy or whatever but still also live my life and be accepting of who I am at what stage I am and um I basically I just deleted the blog and I started a new one and it was called from the corners of the curve because there's no corner to a curve which means you can make whatever you want out of your life and I documented my journey to confidence on it and it was an opportunity for other women to join me along that journey and and like talk about you know what I was scared about like what I was scared about doing what, what I was scared about wearing you know challenging these kind of societal norms about what plus size women can and can't wear can and can't do and yeah that it kind of that's the that beginning of my journey and that's been it for the last seven years and, and you have doing? you now met the girl whose blog you she's my best friend i'm going to see her in la in 
two weeks and oh. we're staying in a house in Palm Springs together. I joined Twitter after I started this new blog and um, she tweeted out because she was visiting London. She was doing a shoot with Simply B and she asked if anybody had a spare sofa she could stay on. And I just messaged and said, Me. really random, not a stalker, but do you want to stay at mine? And she came and stayed at mine and we've been friends ever since. What so a beautiful it was just, story. I did tell her like, this is really awkward. Yeah, but I, I, I love you a lot. actually <laughs> obsessed with you. So, um, But she's so amazing. I love her so much. And like, she is the epitome of the queen of body positivity to me and I'm so grateful that she was there so that I could do this and you need to probably know that there'll be someone who's the equivalent of old you looking at you now and you're hopefully changing all those well that's the thing I would say to people I'm like if you feel like your story isn't represented or you you feel like you've got a story be the story yourself be something else for somebody you know I know that like influencing and blogging can be such a vapid narcissistic space sometimes but when you asked that question earlier, I do think social media is full of goodness. And like, there are people out there that change people's lives by just the words they share, the things they say, like sharing their truth, sharing honesty. Um, And I just think we need more of that, the more real, the more real stuff, like not always beautiful, posy, perfect pictures. Like you can have that, but have the mix between the Mm. reality and the truth and like share those tough conversations because they actually really help people. I like to pepper these interviews with a few facts and I stupidly found myself Googling the average size of the women in the UK and then pulled myself up on it because that is grim. Um, One thing I did also research is a quote from you saying that there's a transformational moment when you realise that you can love yourself exactly as you are, which is a bit of a summation of everything you've been saying. But it really stopped me in my tracks because I'm on this journey and... I would love to say that I'm body positive, but I I don't really know whether I'll ever be there. I am kind of aiming for a place of body neutrality where I look in the mirror and don't, or at photos, and don't pick myself apart. Do you honestly, hand on heart, feel like you are body positive and that you love yourself? I think it's so interesting you said that because I was going to bring it up and say that I think as time's gone on, the conversation is we all should like lean towards body neutrality. Because also the body positive community was created on the backbone of black, fat, plus-size women. And the body positive conversation has definitely been brought in by the mainstream and those people are being ignored. And I I think body neutrality is the best way to go forward kind of having that conversation because I think that the truth is, and this is the truth, every single person suffers with body image issues. I don't think that even the thinnest, most beautiful supermodel doesn't suffer with it. I think at all stages people have that. And I think we need to get past us kind of obsessing over loving it mm. or hating it and just because it's kind another of, thing to fail at, it is right? another thing to I fail look at. in the mirror and go why don't you look at your belly and love it well yeah I, I just want to look at it and feel nothing towards it actually yeah. and I've also again through this whole journey learned something in myself that as soon as I get tired or stressed or up against it the first thing I do is start criticizing my body yeah so once you know that about yourself so as soon as a voice goes in my head oh you look whatever I know that actually it's my mental health saying you need to chill yeah. out you're overwhelmed you're stressed exactly. you're tired and that, that that there is this cycle that you can have one day where you wake up and feel flipping excellent and then actually two days later you can not not love you especially if you're a Pisces especially absolutely (laughs) if you're a Pisces and that's the thing as well I think like you know there were times when I feel terrible like I've been before my wedding I felt really rough about my, my body I was struggling a lot I also felt quite stressed and upset 
on my honeymoon because I had an accident before my honeymoon. I fell between the train and the platform and the tube got stuck. <laughs> Thank God for thick thighs. They really do save, save life, I guys. I thought you would have down Sick. under the train. I literally was the one person that didn't mind the gap and I slipped in a in a station and I sucked enough. <laughs> it's so true, though. Was it awful? Yeah. You know, that's the sort of thing I think people don't always like. It's not always to do with weight as well. It's like everything yeah. about you, like your skin and your scarring and stretch marks and bruises and like everything. Like, because we're all, we're just taught that all of that is wrong. Yeah. And the way to cover it up, we have to put foundation on it. We have to buy oils and creams and gels and fix it. it. And so, yeah, naturally, that was a like a time when I felt like it was quite tough. And I still, I still experience it now. And I hope there's a day when I don't have to look at, one thing and think I wish I was like this or I wish I was like that and just be happy in the medium like just being happy where I'm at I just don't know if it's possible I don't know if anyone will ever get there but I just I think my main focus is just to make sure I live a fulfilled life actually as I was repairing the questions for you I was thinking I really flipping hope that like when I'm hopefully 70 80 whatever 90 years old that I'm not still looking at my body and and actually the reality is that probably they are I know it just I think like I don't want to look back at my life and think oh you got down to size 10 and that was a great achievement I want to look back at my life and think oh I went to the Taj Mahal I saw a Bengal tiger in real life and you know I've done so like there's been so many times when I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone like being plus size and navigating the world this size like I'm not small plus size I'm size 24 going traveling is hard for me because I have to navigate first of all traveling on the flight and how people treat me on there like sometimes people treat me kindly some people sometimes people don't I have to navigate whether or not um, Are they you know, all massive causes of anxiety for you? Huge anxiety. I've had to like learn to adapt it. And like people ask me all the time, like, "Hey, can you you know help me with this?" Some women write to me and say they've never travelled because they don't want to do put themselves through it, or they're too scared to go to certain countries like Asia. Because yeah, I was going to ask you how that you've just been to India. How in other countries did they receive? Asia was the toughest for me because we went. My husband and I travelled for five weeks around Thailand and Cambodia, and Cambodia in particular was really difficult. And Bangkok, in like a local area we stayed, was quite tough for me. Um, in Cambodia I had people filming me laughing at me pointing at me grabbing me physically grabbing my skin Um, that was really tough I, I found it really hard it was so interesting because there's one moment that always sticks in my mind. We, my husband and I went to this, um, the, one of the second largest waterfalls in Southeast Asia. It was laying the massive set of metal stairs, went all the way down to the bottom and there was this huge waterfall. Um, some people were swimming in it and I said to Dan, we have to go in for a swim, it's amazing. Mm. I had a swimsuit underneath. We got into the water and then there was a group of Korean tourists that basically walked to the water edge and took all their phones out and started to film me and then Dan got so angry and was like screaming at these people. Everyone was looking at us. We were in this waterfall. I was just like wanted to die because I was just like this is so embarrassing and then when we were walking back up the steps there was like a group of people coming down and then people were literally grabbing me like I've never I had no idea what it was they were filming me on the stairs I got to the top and had a massive panic attack I literally had to put my t-shirt over my head I was crying I was sobbing Dan was shouting at people like stop filming I'm Mm. not just exaggerating this if my husband was here he'd literally tell you the exact story and I was like this is just madness but I was crying and I was like, I want to go home. I want to leave Cambodia. I don't want to be here. But we had planned on the way back, on the way back from the waterfall to go to, there's still a massive prevalent problem in Cambodia of live mines. And um, we went via this museum and next door was an orphanage. It was a private orphanage. And as I was walking around there, 
I actually saw that there was children that had no legs. There was children that had no family. There was parents that were, you know, had their their, their lives like ruined, you know, all, all these terrible things. And I was just like, Kelly, you're in Cambodia. Get a grip. You have legs. You are able to experience this. You just swam in a waterfall. It was amazing. You're with you're with your partner who, who loves, loves you. you. Yeah. And you're, you know, like... I don't think it was necessarily those people wanting to make fun of me that maybe they'd never seen a plus size person. Maybe, I don't know, the cultural impact of what they see and what I see are different. So, you know, I I literally had to have a conversation with myself about it. And that's like, honestly, what I try and share with people now. I'm just like, don't stop your life from living. If you aren't happy with your size, I truly believe in body autonomy. I think if you aren't really happy, then do what you need to do to make yourself feel happy. I don't believe in diets. I don't believe in diet culture, but I do believe in ways to take care of yourself and like kind of healthy interventions into your life to reduce stress and add sleep and eat nutritious food and intuitive eating. I think those are amazing tools. But I just don't want people to not live their life. Like I don't want people to not travel and experience stuff. And unfortunately, life no matter what size you are, you are going to come into difficult Mm. situations in life. I do what I do because I want to challenge these societal like perceptions. I want to say I deserve to be in the fashion industry, even though I'm size 24. I deserve to go traveling. I deserve to feel comfortable on a flight. Like I deserved, you know, all these things. Like I don't have to shrink myself to make other people feel comfortable. We need to like stop that. We need to start living and understanding that the world is a diverse place with different beautiful wonderful people and we just need to be a bit more understanding Mm -hmm. and welcoming to other people and having respect for other people as well because respect is just often so yeah not given (laughs) one more bit of research and then we're almost done girls with low body self-esteem are more likely to succumb to beauty and appearance pressures and withdraw from fundamental life building activities and fail to reach their potential which is exactly what you've just been talking about are there any actions we can all take and particularly younger girls to feel more comfortable in our own skin I really think the first thing is to talk to people and tell people and like seek help and get the help that you need. And, you know, don't be afraid to challenge people when they make judgmental comments. Open your mind up and open your your world up to different types of people. One thing that helped improve my relationship with myself was that I stopped reading horrible trashy magazines where the front cover was ripping someone apart a celebrity because of their cellulite or ripping a new mum apart because of a mum term. I binned all that. I unfollowed people that made me feel bad about myself. I started following people that made me feel good about myself, people that looked differently to me, people that had a different experience to me, different religion, different colour, just so I could understand that the world is made of a diversity and that you can learn something from everybody. And I think adding that diversity into your life can be really can be really life changing, can be really reaffirming and um, can just show you that a lot of people are going through similar experiences to you I just think like you just accept yourself in that stage and learn to love that stage and experience that and and yeah, like you said, when you talk about death, like on your deathbed, you're not going to look back and think, I, w- yeah. I wish I'd have not I wish I was that. a stone lighter and I didn't, yeah. I'm, I regret eating that brownie. Yeah. And 
you yeah. know, you're going to remember the special moments where you mm. shared cake with your friends. Yeah, like, you really You are. know what I mean? That's what you're going to remember. You're going to remember that day when I like, look at that photo of myself and think I was having cake that day and I had a great birthday and I'm not going to look back at that picture and think you were just a bit too fat. So eat yeah. the cake, my friends. <laughs> that's, that's the overriding message. Um, I have really loved speaking to you and getting to know a little bit more about your thoughts on body image, but I'm nosy and I like to All stick right. my oar in. So I asked the good people of Instagram okay. some questions. It's quite interesting what they came, came back with. I asked them, are you more or less confident with your body as you get older? 56% of them said they felt more confident, which actually I thought it would be a bigger skew than that. I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought it would be unanimous. Yeah. And as I said earlier, I really hate the thought of a 70, 80 or 90 year old still beating themselves up and wasting all their energy. Then I asked them to complete the following sentence. When I look in the mirror at my body, I feel dot, dot, dot. And this is what they said. Wise, disappointed, gutted, like I've let myself go. Proud, detached, unfamiliarity, like I have finally accepted myself. Proud but disappointed, grateful but depressed, revolted, tired. I deliberately avoid it and purposely have no full-length mirrors in the house. Mm. Dissatisfied, embarrassed, fat, fat, fat and hairy. Proud but shocked, average, critical, content and grateful that I survived ICU and CPR and somehow this body still pulled me through. Oh. Yeah, and then when you read that, you and like hearing your story, it breaks my heart to think of any woman or any person mm. beating themselves up about their appearance, yet we're all our own worth critics, aren't we? Yeah. We've all got to try and yeah, be comfortable with our bodies because whatever size it is, it's the only one we've got. Yeah. <laughs> and it's forever. I think that's it. I think I have to remember going, like in my own personal experiences that, like a lot of people are still going through it and like you know I just it makes me so sad and like I'm all my DMs are always open people when they're suffering and that sort of thing and I just literally want to just get everyone in there and just give them a massive hug I I just think tell people that they're beautiful you know you are beautiful (laughs) (laughs) to let you you know (laughs) and you know just tell people that they are respected regardless of whether or not they consider themselves beautiful do you know what I mean that's what I think matters most and um, hopefully you know, the children, the children of the future <laughs> will feel great in themselves. And the Pisces children will probably cry about it. <laughs> yeah. but. but in happiness. Happiness. Happy um, tears. So this is the bit before the end um, where it's polite to ask you if there's anything you wanted to shout about, promote, anything exciting coming up. Oh. What are you up to? You're going to do a I'm podcast? I'm hopefully going to do no, a No, you're not going to hope you have to put you're gonna it You're going to come on then. mine? Oh, yeah, definitely am. I am. I want you on there. That's in the pipeline. So, yes, that's something that's happening. And you're doing lots of... An- Envy inducing travelling. Yeah. Well, I just finally, finally quit my part time job that I was also doing on the side of doing blogging full time. I know you did give me a good telling (laughs) to. I think you, I was thinking of you when I was doing it actually. When we were at a shoot together and you were like, you need to quit. Yeah. What are you doing? There are only so many hours in the day. (sighs) Honestly. So, yeah, I put my notice in for there, which is really scary, but I'm so happy about it. And I'm off to LA for my 30th birthday. I'm turning the big 3 0. Oh, you shushed because today is my 37th birthday. Um, and then last but not least, who do you wish you could have an honest conversation with and what would you say? It could be a celebrity, a friend, someone who's passed away or a younger version of yourself. Oh, oh I think I would get my nan back on the pod. Oh, would you? Yeah, I just think, because she was such, a, as much as 
she was such an inspirational woman and like it's quite sad like she I lost her when I was 14 during the time when I really needed her in my life she was more of a mum to me than a, than a grandmother and but she was was the one that was such a powerhouse in my life and she was always telling me I was beautiful and she was just so affectionate and caring and she was just always my biggest champion and I just think I do th- I do owe a lot of everything and like my personal confidence and how I am personality wise to my nan because she always just told me you know you just got to keep going and like don't worry about what everyone thinks about you that you only the only person that you should really care about is you and so I definitely got my nan on there and she could bring the crystals on as well I was going to say she, yeah. but she'd be ever so proud wouldn't she yeah she would be I think she would she'd I do always think about it. every time but yeah she's yeah definitely Nana oh, Kath nan. I love that well I've been Clemmie Telford and this lovely lady has been Callie Thorpe and this has been Honestly thank you for listening please rate, review, subscribe and tell your mates all about it thank you very much If you've had a giggle or a light bulb moment of reflection, or better still, both, then it's thanks in part to our partners, F&F Clothing at Tesco's. It's because of their support on this podcast we were able to have these frank, open and honest chats. Thanks, guys. I've been Clemmie Telford, and this has been Honestly Podcast. Thank you for joining me in getting frank and getting open. We've hit that part, the shameless plug, but at least I'm being honest, right? That's the name of the game. So please do share your thoughts and reviews, tell your mates all about it, and better still, why not press the big subscribe button? That way you'll get weekly doses of unadulterated honesty from me, Clemmie Telford. Thanks very much.